All right, we are going to continue with our discussion tonight on Easter, its origins, and uh, exactly what is Easter all about. We started it this morning. This is our faith, the essence of our faith, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When the disciples went to the empty tomb, they saw, what did they see? An empty tomb. They didn't see Jesus. He's not here. He's risen, just as he said. Amen? But they saw and believed. They saw the empty tomb. They didn't see Jesus. And not seeing him caused them to believe. Because they realized that what he was saying all along, that he would be raised again, actually happened. It did, in fact, occur. This is the testimony of the first witnesses, John and Peter and others who saw Jesus risen from the dead. And this is our Easter faith. We must never forget that. And as I'll show you in a minute, I still have a real difficult time saying the word Easter because I am so aware of its origin and its source. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. But joy, as I mentioned this morning, in the risen Christ should pervade our celebration this time of the year. Joy. Not sorrow, but joy. Because Jesus is risen just as he said He's not here. Why seek ye the living from among the dead? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that glorious words? That's what the Christian faith is based on. You take away the resurrection from Christianity, you ain't got nothing. Just another religion. You see? So we ask again, do you feel that joy? Do you experience that joy? And I think it is important for us to reflect upon the the essence and significance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what it means. But sometimes to help us to do that, we also need to understand where this whole celebration has come from. And we need to be sure that we do not allow these extra elements to detract us from the true essence of Christianity. So what I'd like to do is to pick up a little bit from where we left off this morning. Because we're going to talk about this. I want to hear from you when I'm finished with my, uh, my message, my presentation. Remember the day we said that the name Easter has its roots in ancient polytheistic religions, what we call paganism. This is the root. This name is never used in the original scriptures, although, as we saw this morning, it does appear in the King James Version. But every scholar, everybody will tell you that that's what they call, it's the idea of taking something current and putting it into an ancient document or text. That is what is done here. All right? It is never associated biblically with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, this word Easter. And for these reasons, as I've mentioned to you before in messages, I prefer to use the term resurrection Lord's Day rather than Easter when referring to the annual Christian remembrance of Christ's resurrection. Because even Sunday counts from a pagan source. All the days of our weeks, all the months that we mentioned, all of them have pagan origins. By the way, that's the reason why we have to be careful to say that we don't want to be associated with anything that has pagan roots. Because if so, we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to deal in this world. Because every time you mention the day, you're going back. Every time you mention the month, you're going back, you see. So we have to be careful. We have to be sure that we understand what we're saying here. 
because it's just a part of a fallen world, you see. Now here's some further information, though, because we didn't really go far enough this morning. We just started from these pagan religions in the early days of the church and just before the church. But now I want to give you some information here that might help you. And for those of you who are on the Internet, I, I will look for a source here. If you go to Christian Answers Net, you'll have some background. And these are people with a solid background. Because if you go to some places on the net, you get all kinds of crazy information. But most reference books say that the name Easter is derived from Istra, the Teutonic goddess of spring. Although this relationship exists in reality now, and this is what I want to get across, the origin of the name and the goddess are far more ancient, going all the way back to the Tower of Babel. The origin begins not long after the flood. You remember the flood? Well, I don't mean that you were there, but I mean you, you, you remember reading about the flood, right? The flood is God's judgment upon a wicked earth for rebellion, for going against his word. And he decided that he would destroy all except eight people. And you know the story of the ark, 40 days, 40 nights, and so on. And then something, a new civilization started under Noah and so on. But after the flood, Noah had a talented but evil great-grandson named Nimrod. In Genesis 10, this is all told. That's the table of nations and how the nations were spread all over the earth according to their language. But this Nimrod rebelled against God, and he was known for his rebellion against God. The Bible says that he was a mighty one. The Bible also calls him what? A great hunter. But in the context, it's not a hunter of animals. His axe 